Tuesday's workday. We have an hour to go. Hopefully yours has been a good one. At least you've been at work. Harry Kane, second no-show at Spurs today. Uh, we're told he wants to be at Manchester City. In effect, no matter what all the money's involved, in effect... It's a sickie that you and I could do as well. But you have to take your hat off to Harry Kane. He's not been seen anywhere else where, has he? Let alone in Manchester. It's not, if it's not as if he's been seen down Blue Water or spotted at the cricket on the telly or on a flight to Ibiza or anywhere else. No one's seen him. We're just told he's not at training. So I'd love to hear from you this evening about the times that you've been rumbled. You should have been at work for whatever reason. You didn't fancy it. You thought, I'll get away with this. But you didn't. Or maybe your workmate could be that person. This one says, took my wife for a treat to Wimbledon a few years back and I didn't tell work. A few rows in, front was David Coulthard with his wife. Every time the cameras went onto him, which was a lot, you could see us. It was on in our office. Didn't take long for the screenshots to come onto my phone. But it was off and I didn't find out till later. Good work. Uh, Joe, tell us what happened to you. Well, so what happened is I was an apprentice electrician and I um, I got asked if I wanted to go karting, but it was on a Friday. Right. And it was earlier in the week, so I knew they wouldn't give me the time off. So what I did was, um, you've got to do it properly. You have to kind of build up the sick in the week. <laughs> and you have to like, start it. I said I had a bit of an upset stomach, so I had to basically not eat all day. So like, I did this Thursday just to like really milk it. And then obviously Friday's the day that I needed off so I just thought um, yeah and I think they knew as well that's why they rang me whilst I was at the cart track oh no so yeah, that's how you got rumbled you got called while you were karting I, I, yeah, right. it's not exactly a quiet thing to go and do while you're pulling a sickie no, is it I, yeah I, I'd forgotten as well I, well I didn't like my job very much anyway so I thought I'm not going to miss going karting so I'll just take it on the chin whatever whatever happens happens so I just decided I'll go anyway. And yeah, they rang me about something else and then obviously you could hear it in the background. <laughs> I thought that I thought the sickies, so... Yeah, I don't wear there anymore, though. Needless to say. That's a good oh. weekend. Well, maybe Spurs are actually checking karting tracks around North London. That's a good uh, a good lead for them. Possibly. Cheers, Joe. Good to talk. No problem. Matthew says, when I worked at a certain tyre company, a workmate called in sick, only for the manager to come and see him on Match of the Day at the Hull City game. It turns out that Match of the Day has uh, certainly taken care for a lot of people's sickies. Uh, Jace says, Euro 2004 in Portugal, I called in sick to go over and watch England. Stopped in Albufeira. The game was a two-hour train journey away. Unfortunately, it was the same train the press decided to get and they walked up and down all morning with cameras interviewing the fans. I was spotted within half an hour. Good work, Jace. Uh, Nicole, tell us what happened. I, I always get busted. Um, yeah, I just decided that, um, you know, quite busy at work and uh, I thought I deserved a day off. So, so what, what were you doing? Um, I worked in Aberdeen. Yeah. And uh, I was an internal sales administrator. Yeah. And called up for duty service. Right. And phoned the number the night before to see if I was required. And I wasn't. Um, but I just decided that, um, yeah, I deserved to be off. <laughs> so, so, so you found out I, the uh, night before that you weren't actually required for the jury service, but you decided you'd still take that day off. Well, it's the perfect one. How did, how did that go wrong? Busted, completely busted, because the uh, the manager was also at the same duty service. 
Um, they really couldn't write it. And uh, I got asked by my team leader the next day if I'd seen him, uh, which I obviously hadn't seen him because I wasn't even there. So there was lots of lots of red faces, awkward silences, and a good bit of explaining to do. Um, lots of groveling. I think um, in this situation, it would be fair to say, guilty as charged. Oh, yes, my lord. <laughs> yes, for sure. Incredible story I've come across today about a house uh, that has been left abandoned for 15 years. As a result, the outside of it, quite a state, quite overgrown. People got inside it for the first time in 15 years. It is, in effect, a time capsule to the late 90s and the early noughties. Uh, this, is, uh, this is in Shrewsbury, this is in the UK, uh, so it's very much a, a look back to the days of Top of the Pops. Uh, 800 VHS videos discovered in this place. Just as I look at pictures off the top of things, Big Daddy, Adam Sandra Classic, a Friends compilation, Barbie the movie, probably best move ever that one, and, of course, an Only Fools and Horses VHS as well. So whoever they were, they might have left the place in a state, but they had relatively decent taste, apart from Barbie. We all have that, though, don't we? When you move into a new place, it is like a bit of a time capsule. No matter whether everyone's cleared everything out, there'll always be something that you find. Maybe behind a wall that you knock out or something that's just been left in a room or a cupboard, behind a chimney. What did you find? What did you find when you moved into your new place? Recently doing stuff at home, chimney got taken out. There was like a, a school photo looked like from the late 70s, early 80s of a mysterious child. No idea who it was. A little bit creepy, to be quite frank. Got rid of it. Karis says, a kitchen sieve and two plastic bowls. I don't know why those small items were just too much for the previous owners to take, because those were the only things that were left. Uh, Wazza says, we bought a house in France. The owner was 93. He came in, took a bunch of silk flowers and then said the rest is yours and walked out and left us with a 1955 house just classically fully stocked amazing and you've still got your own furniture to move in uh, Simon tell us what you found in yours yeah some bullets yeah what bullets live <laughs> ammunition wow okay um, nothing to use them with I take it yeah, they're they're, they're live because the, you can see from the bottom the pin hasn't been fired. So, what well, do you know? Do you know what I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't know what I was looking at. Um, <laughs> what did you What did you do with them? I still got them in my garage in a little tub. <laughs> Been, been there for 14 years I just, I just left them in there wow what for like dinner parties kind of like hang on there guys I've got a story for you I'll be back yeah, in a sec point. I was tempted to put them in a vice you know you can put a vice and then you can bang the bottom with a little pin and they'll go off but don't, didn't know, know that either it. Simon you know a lot more no, about bullets than I do yeah there you go <laughs> brilliant thanks for the story fella take care bye JT what did you find yeah I moved into my flat about a month ago yeah and um there was a drone, like a helicopter. Oh, that is the it. best find. Awesome. It was awesome. Um, it had all the cables and everything like that, so I charged it all up. I put yeah. fresh uh, batteries in. I looked online. It was a Chinese um, sort of copy, if you like. Yeah. Uh, found the instructions of how to use it. Took it to the local park, sort of a little bit nervous about it. And when I pressed the takeoff button, it just took off and then sort of carried it going. The <laughs> wind caught it, and it was last seen sort of heading towards Norway. No. <laughs> you never saw it again. 
I never saw it again. Oh, I'm gutted for you. I've been round the block and through the park several times to see if someone nice enough to put it back on the bench or something. But <laughs> no, it was a freebie for about 30 seconds and it's still away. <laughs> oh, awesome story. Thanks, JT. That's brilliant. Nice one. Phil's hanging on. Obviously, uh, the previous uh, person in there, Phil, a uh, bit of a character. But what did you find? Well, yeah, we moved into the place in 89. I'm divorced now from that. I don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. We went up in the loft and they'd obviously had a very high life because they travelled on Cunard everywhere. There was Cunard brochures and it was all right, right treasure trove of bits and pieces. Wow. And there was a hundred years of the telegraph in plates, in pictures, like all the events, like the Eiffel Tower. Wow. You know, each plate had a cellophane, like a, like a tracing paper in between each plate. It was a beautiful book. What a um, find. It was, uh, yeah, it was a hundred years in colour. That was the most interesting. I spent hours reading it because it's all like newspaper headlines for over a hundred years in Telegraph. It's yeah. Interesting. And then at the bottom of there was an OBE written by King George VI. Wow. Seal. Wow. There was no there was no medal, obviously the medal of the family had that, but That's amazing. Off. I'd I'd have that out and try and um, impress people that came around saying that, that was that was yours. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but no. Although that. the King I mean, George thing gives it away, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a bit. And obviously the letter's made out to, I can't remember his name, but Bishop Heath Kevin come out. Isherwood, his name was. George, I think it was George Isherwood. Wow. The name of the guy. Brilliant. Yeah, That's so an amazing find, Phil. Yeah, it was a good one. We put 100 balls into a tombola and attached to those 100 balls are 100 topics that we could talk about on this here show. For the final hour of Tuesdays... We spin that tombola and one of those topics comes out. It's the Tuesday tombola. It is Tombola Tuesday. He's away on holiday, but I'm still spinning. Let's see what ball is coming out today. It's ball number 78. (laughs) Ball 78. What are you growing right now? Now, let me lecture you behave on this what are you growing right now I want to hear about it certainly over the last 18 months some of you may have got a little bit more green fingered so this could be good I hope it is we've got a tomato plant that's gone wild at home that is the first thing that has come to mind for me personally I don't really want to be hearing about 53 minutes of tomato plants but if it goes that way so be it it would be a fairly unspectacular end to the show. Vicky, tell us what you're growing. I am growing a pumpkin plant that I never even planted. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't understand. How can that How can that happen? Well, two years ago, yeah. I couldn't be bothered to bring my pumpkins in after Halloween, so I left them out there to rot. Right. And now they've actually grown a whole new plant out there. <laughs> it's huge. That's amazing. That's brilliant. And that means you don't now have to go around supermarkets in a couple of months' time to get yourself That's sorted for Halloween. No, exactly. It's already there. It's there and done and dusted. In fact, Vicky, I don't know how many pumpkins a plant gives, but you can actually turn this into a small business venture. I'll start my own pumpkin patch. Exactly. Start selling them to the rest of your close or road or avenue. <laughs> Yeah, come and get your own pumpkins. (laughs) I love this. Well done, you. Bye. Uh, I was a little bit nervous about this, but plenty of you getting in touch. 81215 for text. Tweets to Absolute Radio. Jane, what are you growing? I've got 30 odd house plants, and my husband and daughter think that the house is rather like a garden centre and they get quite annoyed. But (laughs) every 
every single day <laughs> I look at my elephant ear plant. It's flowering. It's very rare. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What did you say? What? What is this? A what? It, an elephant's ear plant. An elephant's black- ear plant? Yes, yes, that's right. Everyone listening to Absolute Radio right now is Googling elephant's ear plant while you explain to us <laughs> what's going on. Um, so, um, the shape of an elephant's ear are the leaves that come out and they're quite big and glossy. Lovely, lighter coloured veins on them and they've got a red edge. As Roy Walker would have said on Catchphrase back in the day, it, it does... It's a clue's in the title, isn't it, really? Yes, that's In fact, right. I don't yeah, think Roy yeah. Walker ever said that. I think I've really mangled his catchphrase there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so, a little bit. So that's the that one that you're it. proud of the most, is it? Yes, it is at the moment. It is, because it's flowering, so it means it's very happy and I'm a good plant lover. Well, thank you very much for introducing us to the elephant's ear plant. I'd have to say this is the most highbrow the show has been since Bush has gone on holiday. He'll be very disappointed. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure my family would agree as well. They're bored to tears by it as well. <laughs> I didn't go that far. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you at. Yes, I'm. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. You too, thank Bye. you. Bye. Uh, Janine says we're growing garlic in sunny Romford. Didn't even know that was possible. I consume so much garlic. Uh, I might try and do that one for myself. I like that. Growing a baby currently, says this particular message. That knocks the elephant's ear plant out, doesn't it, from earlier on? And then I love this. If you've been listening from a little bit earlier on this afternoon, first of all, thank you. I'm stunned. Uh, but two birds with one stone tonight, this text says. A bucket of out-of-date seeds from the previous owner when I moved into this house. I've now got a dozen chilli plants growing right now. Love this. Baron on Twitter says, Two Christmas trees in the loft. <laughs> OK. Uh, Brad, what are you growing? Uh, I'm trying to grow a beard, but I'm not having very much success with it, to be fair. <laughs> oh, Brad, I didn't see this one coming. This is great. OK. So uh, what stage are we at? Uh, the patchy, gingery, blondie stage. <laughs> OK. And um, where where are the patches? Um uh, just literally, literally anywhere that hair shouldn't be. Right. To be so, <laughs> so um, give us a give us a ratio. Is it? Are we talking fifty percent patch, fifty percent hair, or are we doing better uh, than that? No, I just probably around sixty percent patch. Uh, I've got, to be fair, I've got a pretty good stash. It's Brad, I'd beard. have to say, I'd have to say, if it's sixty percent patch, forty percent beard, I don't think that's a beard. No, I'd, I'd probably say it's just more of a. Uh, some sort of invention that I've made. So, <laughs> are we trying to impress somebody? Uh, no, well, if we are, I'm, I'm, I'm failing miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love and respect your honesty. Brad, report back in a week's time. We'll find out how you're going. Okay, brilliant. Thanks very much, mate. 